Hello and welcome to another episode of the Asian Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Meghla Bhardwaj, and today's topic is PPC. It's so important, right? Once you start selling on Amazon, there's no way that you can avoid doing PPC. And to talk about PPC, I have with me Ritu Java from PPC Ninja. Hi, Ritu. How are you? Hi, Meghla. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for joining me over here today. So Ritu, we've known each other for a few years now, I think from the Global Sources Summit. Yes. <laughs> and yes. Um, yes. <laughs> so you've had a very um, exciting journey and you've been involved in the e-commerce uh, you know, industry for, for quite some time. So um, we'll talk a little bit about your story and your experience with PPC. But what we're going to do today in the podcast is basically you're going to share a blueprint for uh, managing PPC for anybody, whether you know they're new to Amazon or they're even experienced, because PPC is a very you know complicated kind of aspect of, of e-commerce, and not everybody gets it. So super excited to learn more about your strategies. So first of all, Ritu, tell us about yourself and your background, and how did you get involved in e-commerce in the first place? Yeah, you know I remember about. Um, 10 years ago, I wanted to have uh, my own store online and I was uh, at the time creating jewelry. So I was a jewelry designer, um, which was like a side hobby because my main uh, profession was in always in software and technology. So I was doing jewelry on the side. Um, and I got into um, you know online um, sales with Etsy. So I started my own Etsy store and had to learn or had to teach myself everything about you know running a store, uh, marketing myself, um, writing a blog, creating YouTube videos. So the whole range of uh, things that go, that go with being an entrepreneur wearing multiple hats. Uh, but fast forward to uh, about three years ago, I got a, another kind of degree in data and I got really interested in um, you know, learning um, how to use um, large amounts of data and um, at scale and, and help businesses um, improve their advertising. So that's um, where, you know, that's what brought me to PPC Ninja. And um, PPC Ninja is a um, software for uh, managing your Amazon um, ads. And uh, we also do, um, uh, you know, manage services. So I personally manage uh, six, seven and eight figure uh, sellers um, accounts. uh, And I enjoy it very much. Okay, awesome. Great. Okay, so tell us about this blueprint that you mentioned. So first of all, you know, what, what types of campaigns should, should a seller set up when they are launching a product on Amazon? Right, yeah. Um, so just to give you uh, just like a perspective of like what exactly is happening on Amazon, um, you know, in 2020, um, it is um, mostly now a pay-to-play platform. Like you can, I mean, almost all sellers will kind of agree with that. You know, gone are the days where you would just put up a listing and get lots of traffic and organic traffic. It's it's hard. So you have to pay your way to get visibility, like to, to be on, um, to be ranked on, on page one. Um, and I know that a lot of people go through the black hat route, you know, try to rank and do all kinds of things, uh, search, search term manipulation and stuff like that, which Amazon doesn't like. So um, PPC is actually the safest, most kind of, um, uh, you know, blessed way in a sense by Amazon. They won't mess with you if you're using their platform because it serves their needs also. Uh, so first of all, it is a pay to play 
platform pretty much now. And then the second thing I want to say is that uh, it is a jungle of distractions. <laughs> I mean, in the sense that if you as a, as a shopper yourself try to buy anything on Amazon, you will be bombarded with all kinds of, you know, alternative uh, options like, yeah. you know, your, your search feed will be uh, mixed with um, stuff that Amazon thinks uh, is relevant. Uh, it could be a cheaper product, a better product, something that has uh, more, you know, sales history or somehow is selling more because Amazon's algorithms are, um, you know, they're, they're tuned to, to sell more, right? So um, therefore, it's almost like a jungle and you see a lot of suggestions for other products that can stray your shoppers away. So how do you kind of, you know, manage this reality, these two, these two uh, realities that exist on Amazon as a seller? So, um, I mean, you know, there is there is so many different types of ads that Amazon provides now to sellers that, you know, if you, um, you know, if you had all the luxury in the world to, to jump on all these different ad types, it would be like a perfect scenario because wherever, you know, your shoppers go, they will see uh, ads uh, selling your product. And, you know, the more you uh, expose yourself on Amazon, the more likelihood, um, just a mathematical, you know, calculation that the more you will end up selling. Um, however, it's easy to quickly burn through your your money, your cash, um, if you're not setting things up correctly, or if you're waiting too long on a certain type of uh, conversion and it's not happening. Um, so it's all about being super reactive and super responsive to, to data, because ultimately uh, with PPC, what you're doing is you're paying for data. Uh, and if you can't do the second part of it, which is study that data and re react to it, respond to it with changes quick, quick enough, then you will, you know, end up burning through uh, your, uh, your budgets and um, won't get to the result that you're looking for. So, um, which is why, um, you know, we, we've been experimenting with so many different ad types and um, there is uh, tons of materials out there um, on the internet, people explaining how you can set up your sponsored product campaigns. Uh, I mean, there's intricate methodologies that we probably don't need to get into right now, but just to, just to say that there is like uh, at least three types of ads that most people have access to. Uh, so there is the sponsored product ads, uh, which is or sponsored products ads uh, that are uh, mostly shown on search page, uh, search results page uh, based on keywords or shopper uh, search terms that uh, are entered into the, the Amazon search bar. Um, and then there is sponsored brands ads, which are, um, you know, either banner ads that you see right up at the, the top of, a, uh, of the page, or they could be in the form of video ads that are kind of interspersed, um, you know, on the search results page. And then the third type of ad uh, is uh, more new and it's kind of still in beta for a lot of people, but it's called the sponsored display ad. So these are the three broad categories of ads that you have access to. But the within those... Sponsored yeah. display ads are the ads at the top of the page where you can um, promote your brand, right? Is it that one? Uh, that's sponsored brand ads. Those okay. Are sponsored brands, yeah. Uh, so sponsored display is a, another type of ad which is uh, which is showing up um, on on and off Amazon both. So you can okay. actually 
Got yeah. it. So retargeting, you do yes, retargeting. retargeting, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's important to note that the first two type of types of ads as sponsored products and sponsored brands, uh, those are um, kind of based on what people search, uh, okay. whereas the sponsored display ad is uh, very much, uh, you know. Uh, determined by people's behavior, like their shop, shopping behavior. Like if they've uh, either visited a certain page recently or they've clicked on certain ads that are similar to yours or they have clicked on um, uh, competitors' pages. So Amazon has that information. So it uses shopper behavior as a means to uh, bring you um, uh, traffic that you wouldn't have even thought of. Um, you know, so targeted searches are one type where you've already done the thinking of keywords or or mm. products. You've you've already laid those um, kind of uh, traps in place. <laughs> but um, with sponsored display, it's almost like Amazon is going and giving you some more uh, leverage by giving you access to the, the behavior data, which we don't normally get, get to see. So those are the three, you know, at a broad level, those three types of ads that exist. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, so, and, and within those Megla, there's so many different, um, you know, uh, variants that um, it's a lot to learn and <laughs> which is why, you know, we, we also, PPC Ninja also offers um, like a mastermind course and we'll come back to that uh, in, towards the end. But um, I just want to say that um, when, when you're trying to launch um, a new product on Amazon, um, you know, definitely keep aside, um, you know, some, um, uh, you know, some amount of your budget uh, to just uh, create multiple ads. And, and I'm going to just share what, you know, what we do at PPC Ninja when, we, when we're creating your uh, new ads for new campaigns. Uh, we have 10 um, that we always... Okay. Uh, in, terms sure. of, in terms of budget, yeah. like what percentage of, um, you know, our, our budget, overall budget should be allocated to PPC? Like when we're starting out, let's say I have $10,000 to start with, um, then of course I have, you know, my product cost and my whatever shipping cost, everything. So approximately how much of that should I reserve for PPC to launch that product? Right. So, yeah. So I think um, the budget question is a little trickier because it requires uh, a little bit of backward math. And so okay. maybe I can share some tips on how you can come up with um, reasonable numbers for different types uh, yes. of ad types. And, and so... Um, so let me let me do this. Let me uh, go over the the ten um, ad types that we recommend starting a product with a, a okay. launch with, and then within those, I can share a little bit about how I view uh, the whole idea of budgeting. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, cool. Um, so so um, the first um, set of ads that uh, I we recommend uh, people always um, you know create is uh, the auto campaign, which is a no brainer. Like most people will will understand and. Uh, agree that auto campaigns are the broad net that you cast and kind of get uh, traffic uh, or let Amazon do the work because they have uh, access to you know all these keywords that are hanging out um, in their in their funnels and they kind of match the search terms with the keywords that are existing on your listing. So we recommend having two uh, auto campaigns. Um, for each product. And the difference between these two is um, the first one is um, based on uh, keyword targets and the second one is based on product targets. So within auto campaigns themselves, there's two types and we, um, we call them, uh, so there's 
close match, loose match for keywords, and then there's substitutes and complements for, for products. Um, and so um, making sure that you have at least two different ads that um, capture um, you know, any kind of matches that Amazon can bring you uh, is super you know, essential. It's almost like a fundamental um, sort of campaign uh, structure that we, we always recommend. Um, and then there, then there's the manual campaigns. And what is a manual campaign? A manual campaign is where you've already uh, done the research on keywords, right? And you've got, you know, you've figured out what the keywords are. You've got like broad uh, keywords, like uh, short tail keywords, or you've got long tail keywords, which are pretty precise. And you want to structure them into, I would say, roughly three to four manual campaigns. Um, and the way people structure their manual campaigns is, is very is different. It depends on what strategy they're following. But generally speaking, people would have about three to four manual campaigns um, in order to make sure that uh, all those keywords get enough exposure. Uh, because if you try to combine everything into one manual campaign, uh, what ends up happening is that very few of those ever get any uh, traction, and then the rest of them just get ignored. Um, it's so okay. uh, it's so funny that you know Amazon's algorithm kind of favor early data points. So let's say you have. Um, I'm just taking a random example. Let's say you've decided that you can find a thousand keywords, right? A thousand keywords for your product. And it could be slight variations, you know, the keywords are structured in a different phrase order. Um, it could just be um, things that you've maybe uh, researched from uh, all kinds of tools like this, Helium 10, there's Sonar, there's so many. Um, so you've got thousand keywords. Now, how do you structure these so that uh, they can all get um, enough exposure. Um, some people would, you know, separate out high volume keywords from the low volume ones because, you know, each campaign has a certain amount of budget. And um, if you if you put high volume keywords together with low volume keywords, then the high volume keywords end up eating the budget and the low volume keyboards, even though they're good, they won't get any uh, traction and they'll just you know, get sidelined and uh, there, there will be a point where it stops getting any impressions at all. So the, you know, knowing this is important because then you can structure your campaigns accordingly. Um, so that's just a, just a general guideline I want to share because every campaign has its own allocated budget uh, that, that keywords will kind of use up very quickly if it's high volume. Um, so that's, those are the four, the next uh, set of, uh, of campaigns. And then we always run a manual uh, category targeting uh, ad, which is basically, um, so there's, let's say a category, um, uh, let's, let's take um, uh, baby, okay? So baby is a huge category, right? Um, if your product is, uh, is um, you know, one of the baby, um, uh, you know, related products, you would like your ad to be shown to anyone who is looking in that category, right? Uh, even though you're not going to go and uh, research keywords that are uh, remotely related to yours, you you might not do that. But if you if you just allow your ad to be visible or shown within that category, there's a chance that you might start getting uh, some attention and some conversions. And so then you want to be watching your data because once you see uh, products that led to your products, then you know that Amazon is creating these associations between these two different products. And then what happens is that you've opened up this funnel um, and then you want to you want to tap into it. You want to give it more um, uh, 
permission, you want to give Amazon more permission to to, uh, to come through that route, right? So then you harvest those those key, those uh, products that Amazon is uh, giving you data on, and then you create your own separate uh, campaigns that are specifically targeted to those. So that's a strategy for harvesting product targets that we use quite a bit, uh, for which you need like to have that funnel set up. And um, that's, uh, that's called uh, category uh, targeting. And then um, I would also set up two manual product targeting campaigns. And what this is, is that you know your competitors, right? When you launch a product, you already know, let's say five or 10 uh, you know, top competitors in, in your category or with, with very related kind of uh, product offerings. You wanna make sure that your ad shows up on their pages, which means that when people are looking at their detailed page, they also are given that distraction that Amazon is so good at providing. So if your ad, if it shows up just in time, I would just call it, you know, that's, that's the best kind of conversion. Why? Because you're getting qualified leads. Anyone who's on that page has already checked off the, um, you know, I'm interested in this page, uh, you know, box. And so if they are interested in that page and you show your ad on their page, then you're, you know, you're further down in the funnel. And so it's a good conversion because it's super qualified and you want that kind of thing instead of having, um, you know, let's say that ad showing up on the main page where someone may or may not be interested in it, having it show up on a related product means that you've got a good lead there. So um, I usually set up two manual uh, campaigns for product uh, targeting. Uh, one would be quite closely related to, to our products and one would be maybe loosely related to our products. And I would do the research with tools like uh, Helium 10 again or reverse ASIN tools that you can find and come up with um, those associations yourself. Um, and um, yeah, and make sure that um, you maybe give like a, a low bid uh, to those campaigns, but they're but they're there. Like you you have them when you're launching um, a, a product on Amazon. And then the last type of campaign, which I recommend uh, always having is the sponsored display for product targeting. It's a very new type of ad that's just come out. And um, again, it's similar to the one I just explained, um, which is just a sponsored products, manual product targeting ads. Sorry, this it's getting kind of complicated. <laughs> yeah. You have to really um, focus to, to follow yeah, through. <laughs> exactly. However, you know, that just shows the reality. Oh my goodness, we have to juggle through all these choices. There's so much that's going on. But yeah. what this type of ad does, the sponsored display for product targeting, uh, is that it uh, it gives you a prime placement right under bullet points. It's, it's really a nice uh, placement and it's, uh, it's kind of separate from, um, you know, the carousel that you normally see at the bottom of a search page or sorry, a detail page. It's uh, got, got its own like spot there. It's like without any other distractions. So it's, it's conversions are much better in our, um, in our studies. So uh, definitely having that type of ad also is, um, is, is a good way of making sure that you're getting traffic from your competitors, you know, so that's the easy way to ride on the wave. So what I've done here is I've just shared and I'm going to summarize it. So I'm saying two auto campaigns, uh, four manual campaigns for keyword targeting one manual for category targeting, two manual for uh, sponsored product product targeting, and one sponsored display product targeting. So that's a total of 10 campaigns that we normally start all our, camp uh, all our launches with. 
Right. Um, so yeah. how have you come up with these numbers? I mean, you know, why four manual keyword targeting campaigns? Why yeah. not? three or exactly. two. <laughs> yeah, there is no, uh, in fact, this is just our baseline. We actually double it after we've learned. Okay. From the, yeah, this is just the baseline because you want to make sure that, you know, you've got some rule of thumb uh, going there based on our experience. We, we just have the structure in place. But once we start getting in data, there's, you could actually uh, harvest keywords and product targets and put, pump them back into these campaigns. But at, at a certain point, you'll hit your limits. You don't want to stuff these campaigns with too many targets. So at that point, you start creating more uh, campaigns that have their own separate budget. So this is just the starting point. And some of our um, products, actually mature ones, they go up to maybe 15 or even 20 different campaigns. Um, you know, if you, and, and some people do um, more testing with like, um, uh, you know, highly targeted keywords that they want to rank for, they would probably even create a separate campaign just for that, you know, and they might create a separate campaign just for your, you know, running defensive campaigns or just for your branded keywords. So there's a lot, there's a lot that you can grow, but this is the bare minimum in our, um, in our study and research. Right. Um, so would you generally start with an auto campaign and then let it run for a certain number of days or weeks and then start the others or would you no, start? I, we don't waste any any time ah, there. Okay. You know, the, yeah, the engine starts to collect data very quickly. So mm -hmm. our strategy is to go like, bang, like we just start all 10 together. Um, oh, and it's, uh, you know, the, the reality is that you might actually get a few of these campaigns bringing you data faster than others. Mm -hmm. But we cannot predict that at the beginning. Like typically auto campaigns and category campaigns tend to give you uh, data faster because Amazon is working on your behalf. They're going and grabbing the data data for you and then you learn and then you can start moving uh, keywords and products around. But if you wait uh, too long, like if let's say you start an auto campaign and a lot of people do this, like they wait for data to come in and then they react to it. It's just slowing the process down. And, you know, Amazon is all about, uh, you know, run rates and sales velocity. And, you know, um, there's a honeymoon period that people talk of, which is not documented, but mm -hmm. there is a benefit of doubt that you get in the beginning. So why not, you know, take full advantage of that. And we've, we've realized that this method allows uh, us to get, you know, a, a really good chance at success, you know, uh, early on instead of waiting for, and I know that, you know, people who are starting out, they've got all their hopes pinned on this thing being successful, right? And so why compromise, you know, like why compromise and go slow when you've decided that you want to make Amazon, um, you know, a success? Um, yeah, I would recommend, um, do, you know, doing it this way so you have a good experience. I mean, of course, if you're just doing, um, just doing Amazon as an experiment, a throwaway experiment, then pick your, pick your pace. Uh, but if you're serious, if you really want your launch to be successful, you've invested time in it, energy, then, you know, put, put, uh, you know, put your whole um, effort into it and, and go whole hog. Right. And so also does more, um, you know, if you're getting more sales via PPC, does that also have an impact on your organic ranking and organic sales? So over time, do you see an increase in organic sales if your PPC is doing well? 
Yeah, it has many benefits. So yeah, definitely that first one is absolutely uh, true. Um, the, you know, having more PPC sales will push your organic sales and it's, it's going to start things to move. Um, and then the other thing that PPC uh, will do uh, for you is that it's going to give, give you quick access to maybe uh, sales and then reviews because you want reviews to come in. Like when you're starting a product, you don't want to have to wait a long time before reviews come in because uh, there's some magic numbers that people throw out there, 15, 21, having 15 reviews minimum is good to start that momentum of, you know, the flywheel starts to move and it's it's really good for the product uh, to take off organically. But to get to that point, you have to do certain things, right? And that's where we're banking on PPC, unless you're doing other stuff like things that Amazon won't approve of, but, yeah. you know, people have other ways of uh, generating reviews, but uh, if you're doing it the purely white hat way, uh, you know, this, this method will also ensure that you get your first reviews or your, you know, multiple uh, initial reviews so that your organic ranking can take off on its own. So you need to give it almost like that support in the beginning with PPC. Okay, interesting. So let's talk about budgets now, because that's another very sticky point. And, you know, it's very confusing for people to, you know, like determine how much budget to allocate. So first of all, when we're starting out, how much budget should we or what percentage of overall budget should we just allocate for PPC? Right, yeah. So uh, the one thing that I want to say is that um, the... um, the amount of budget you have per campaign uh, is closely tied to the uh, to two factors one conversion rate like how many uh, sales come out of how many clicks so let's say if your if your conversion rate is 10% um, which on average we just use that number as a thumb rule because um, yeah, it's, it seems to be the average across Amazon a 10% conversion rate which means that you need 10 clicks to make one sale. So if you want one sale a day, you've got to be able to give Amazon the budget for at least 10 clicks. And then if your cost per click, that's the second factor. If your cost per click for your, uh, your category or that type of keyword is around a dollar, then guess what? You need at least $10 of clicks to make one sale, right? That's the math. So it's all about doing the backward math to figure to figuring out how much budget you need to allocate. And typically a campaign, um, you know, even though we assume that there's like a 10% conversion rate, in reality, it's going to be much lower because your product is just launching, right? So assume that it's less than 5% conversion rate in the beginning, um, you know, and so if that's the case, you'll need maybe 20 clicks to have one sale and 20 clicks is equal of $20 on the average, right? So let's say a dollar per click would be $20 per, per sale. Um, once things start to move, then it becomes better and better. And then you pay less and less because Amazon has enough data about your product, about the relevancy of that keyword to your product. And so then you end up paying less, but that doesn't happen the first day. It's going to happen down the line when you've done enough uh, like proving to Amazon. So uh, that's how the budget calculation usually happens. We tend to start all our campaigns with a minimum of 30 to $40 per campaign. That's typical per, per, day. Per, day. per day, per day, yeah. Per day, yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're going to use up that thirty or forty dollars. It doesn't mean that. It just means that you're giving Amazon permission. 
to spend that much. Um, and if you set set your bidding strategy to down only, which basically means that um, if, if a click is worth, or if you're willing to, to spend $1 per click, um, Amazon will uh, not spend more than $1 per click. It'll always be less than $1 per click. So if you set that strategy in the beginning, um, you know, that'll ensure that you're staying within that, uh, you know, daily budget. But, you know, do the math on that. Like if it's a $40 per day kind of um, expense that you're imagining, then over a period of one month, that quickly adds up to quite a bit. Yeah. Right. It's a lot. And then what, what we're suggesting is setting up these 10 different campaigns. So you're like, what? <laughs> I know. Like, that's a lot of money for, so, uh, so the the way to look at it is slightly different. Um, so, uh, you know, a, a budget mentality will uh, will be restricting for most people in the sense that uh, they will it will prevent you from um, taking off even right. Uh, whereas um, a flywheel mentality would help you to react faster to changes or to the data, the early data points that you you're seeing, um, and responding to that will be able to help you manage your budgets more effectively. So it's not like you're going to end up spending $40 a day for 30 days times 10. It's not like that. It's uh, you have to be on top of it. Like uh, Amazon gives you data so quickly, like within 72 hours, you will have enough data about sales, impressions, clicks, all that stuff. Never has it been this easy to know what's going on. Like, you know, in the past, advertising used to be okay set up a billboard I don't know or, <laughs> or you know have put, put an ad paper and then you have no idea what's gonna happen whereas we are so lucky because within three days we start getting so much data and you you have the opportunity to to turn off keywords that are not converting you have the opportunity to hone in on stuff that is converting give it a little a bit of a boost and so that's the way ppc management requires attention from uh, from sellers so that they don't blow through their budget it's not like a set it and forget it uh, you're involved in the first several days and almost looking at your um your ppc data i'm like looking at it <laughs> a few hours like i'm sitting on it and of course it's, there's a data delay and all that stuff but um yeah it's it's uh, interesting that amazon has um you know, change things for advertisers so much that we we have access to data fast. So why not take advantage of it? So I think that's uh, maybe a kind of long way of saying, you know, your budget actually should not be the, the focus. The focus is the flywheel, right? How to get that flywheel going uh, so that you can, you can start, um, uh, you know, kind of shepherding your PPC in the right direction. And the reason why we have these 10 different campaigns is that you don't know what's going to work. Like when you're starting off, you don't know which of these campaigns is going to go and fetch you the best results because there's a lot that goes on behind the, the scenes that you, you cannot see, but Amazon's algorithms bring you that data pretty fast. Um, so um, setting low bids on some of the broad kind of um, you know, like category targeting or product targeting, having a low bid, um, decent budget strategy might work fine because, you know, you're not spending, uh, you know, for most of my uh, product targeting ads, I don't set more than 
30 to 40 cents per click. Uh, I don't, that's my max bid per, per click. I don't set okay. more than that in the beginning because I want to see what's working and what's not. Once start, things start to move and, you know, Amazon has given me enough data points to say that these four ASINs are highly re relevant to yours, then I up the bid and then I make sure that I'm uh, definitely bidding on those because my conversion rate is so good. So looking at your metrics, um, setting up all these different types of ads and staying on top of things, that's the way to kind of make sure that PPC works for you and you're not working for PPC. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And so, making Jeff Bezos richer. So when somebody is doing product research and, um, you know, trying to find products to sell uh, on Amazon, is there a way to find out what, what is the approximate, you know, PBC bid for the keywords that we are looking at? to you yeah. know determine if okay this is like too high you know this bid is just too high i'll probably need right. like two dollars per bid i should maybe stay away from this product or is that yeah. needed at all um you know it's it's a great question i think uh you can do a little bit of that research yourself by just um you know putting in uh, putting in uh, a product and then just trying to see um you know amazon gives you suggested bids and suggested bid ranges so you can always find out like how much um you know how much is the asking rate for a, a certain keyword okay. um, and can we do that even if we don't have a product listed on Amazon, like can well, we do? Um, well, you you do need to have a product listed now. Um, yeah, you do need to have a product uh, listed, and you can you can find out like what uh, what that is. And I'm I'm not 100% sure if you can just put in any product and see. I know on the AMS side you can actually put anybody's product, and uh, okay. you can find out what the the you know the the range is. But on the seller central side, uh, that might be a bit of a challenge. So. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think if you just assume like a dollar or so on an average, like just a rule of thumb, that should be okay for, for the most part. Okay. And some categories are very competitive, like supplements or, you know, some categories will, um, you will have to fight for it, but it doesn't mean that all keywords in that category are expensive. No, mm -hmm. it's just a few, uh, you know, uh, short tail keywords that are going to be the most expensive. You can always find keywords that are affordable. So that's the whole challenge of keyword research, which is to find all the keywords that you can bid, bid on and they're, they're not going to be a very high ACoS. ACoS is, is just a metric to, to find out uh, the effectiveness of your bid to how much you're actually uh, being able to earn through that. So, um, yeah, I would say it's an uh, iterative process that it never ends. It's almost like, okay, you have some idea in the beginning when you're doing product research, but you can always find long tail keywords that fit your budget in that sense, you know, with the backward math. Okay. So let's talk about, uh, you know, continuing our conversation on budgets and um, bids. So let's say we started the, uh, the auto campaign. So what... I mean, how should we put in the bids? Like, should we, mm -hmm. because Amazon has some suggested bids, right? So should we just leave it at that? Or should we put in our own bids and how to do all of those settings? Like, you know, up yep. and down and all of those things. <laughs> like there's so many different right. options yeah. available over there. 
<laughs> yeah. like when you go in the first time, you're like, uh, what is all this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's fun because it's all data driven. Um, yeah. if for auto campaigns, of course, there's only one bid that you can set, uh, which is, you know, no matter what, um, you know, no matter what search term Amazon picks for you, it's just going to be one bid for that whole uh, auto campaign. So if you set it at uh, 50 cents or a dollar, then every uh, match that you're going to get will cost you uh, or every click you will be charged that amount or, or lower depending on your bidding strategy. Um, so um, that's that's typically the starting point. Now for manual campaigns, you have more control because you can say how much you are willing to pay. Um, and so once uh, you have all your keywords in place, um, you know, you can, you can decide how much, um, you know, you think each keyword is worth and you can start with a baseline and then based on the data, uh, you can either increase it or decrease it. And what, what you basically do is you have a target ACOS in, in, in mind, right? How much are you willing to spend in order to get a sale? Um, and if your uh, keywords uh, are generating sales within that target ACoS, then that means it's a good um, keyword and you want to continue uh, monetizing that, tapping into its potential. And so you might consider increasing your bids for that keyword so that you, you get more impressions and therefore you get more sales, right? Um, whereas some keywords will clearly not work for you because um, either that market is too competitive and each click is costing you more, or it could be that Amazon's data is proving to Amazon that those keywords aren't relevant, as relevant to your product. Um, and so you're going to have to pay more in order to win those sales. So every keyword almost like starts off equal, but then, you know, kind of diverges off into its own story like it has its own story going forward and you're just looking at that story and and adjusting it giving it like the encouragement to you know continue to bring you results so that's typically how i look at uh, keywords and i uh, and we monitor them however you need software to do this because if you yeah. <laughs> if you're going to sit there and look at every keyword you'll go crazy more white hair <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you've got to download those files. I mean, and you know, it's it's like there are 10 yeah. different files and you have to individually download each of them and then, uh, you know, like look at each the data and you don't even yeah. know which file to download, right? I mean, there's terms <laughs> report, there's whatever. Yeah, there's <laughs> and um, I also, so for auto campaigns, I read somewhere that one strategy is to bid really low, like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. 10 cents or even less than that. So that Amazon is forced to look for long tail keywords that, mm -hmm. um, you know, that where there's not a lot of competition and, mm -hmm. you know, you, you can easily get those sales. Maybe there are fewer of those keywords, but then there's not too much competition over there. So is that yep. something that works as well? Totally. I mean, there's, uh, there's, you know, there's this, a strategy that a lot of people try, which is a catch all campaign when they have like more than one uh, product, uh, they can combine all of them at, at a very low bid and just let it run, you know, and it keeps fetching you more and more keywords, and then you can harvest them and put them into uh, other campaigns. Um, so yeah, that's totally a strategy that, um, you know, it, it can totally work. Um, and it, of course, it also depends on um, 
you know, again, how competitive a category is. And if someone wants uh, the, the, the quick results um, with auto campaigns, then they might bid higher. You know, and within auto campaigns also, there's a little bit of tweaking that you can do. Like I said, there was uh, four types of sub uh, categories within an auto campaign. There is a loose match, a close match, a substitutes and a complement. So there's four types within that, right? So what is loose match? Loose match is where uh, Amazon will go and find you things that are loosely related to the keywords on your page. A close match would be some, something that is closely related to, to your page. So even within these two, you can see there's a shade of difference. Like a loosely matched keyword uh, could be, you know, it, it, could, it could give you um, sales that you never thought of. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, having different bids for these two types can also give you um, a better return on investment depending on which one's working for you, um, you know. So... So looking at um, a low bid definitely is one strategy, but then also separating your campaigns by these subtypes can be another strategy to go find all these connections that we can't see, but Amazon can. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So to summarize um, everything that, is there anything else that you wanted to add? First of all, you know, we, we've uh, talked no. about the different types of campaigns. Yep. We've talked a little yep. bit about the mm -hmm. budgets. Yes. Um, so do you want to maybe just summarize everything yeah, that you like the entire blueprint in a couple of minutes? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. yeah. I mean, it's just like, uh, it's, there's so much to, uh, to learn yeah. here and, and there's so much that uh, Amazon is changing um, every you know, month. They're coming out with new and, you know, improved ways of reaching customers uh, on Amazon. So yeah, just to summarize, I would say that um, you've got to, you know, put in a PPC strategy when you're launching, because without that, you're not gonna get the visibility that you're hoping for. Um, so that's one. The second is that Amazon is a jungle of distractions. And if you're not there, then someone else is taking a spot. So you've gotta be there visible in different placements. And that's where we come to this, um, uh, you know, diversified ad strategy where you're not just only focusing on the search uh, results page, we're also looking at other placements like the detail page view, um, uh, you know, jumping on other, uh, uh, other listings so that your, your ad is shown closer to theirs. And so this diversified ad strategy will make sure that people see your ads at the right time uh, and in the right places. Um, and then we talked about a little bit of budgets and how um, the, the budget mentality is, is kind of, maybe not the right mentality for Amazon. Uh, the feedback loop is the more relevant one and the flywheel uh, that we set and, you know, making sure that we're reacting and responding to uh, data, early data points and reacting and honing in on stuff that's working. Um, and uh, to summarize, I would also like to say that you do need some sort of software as, as you kind of get into the weeds and start to look at this data because it can get unmanageable pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can be downloading those reports forever and still not be able to piece everything together, stitch the whole stuff together and react fast enough because what you need on Amazon is speed. Like that's yeah. something you absolutely need. And so software can help do that. And um, which is why, you know, uh, like I was telling you in the beginning, we um, PPC Ninja software allows you to look at your search terms without downloading the CSV files. It's all mm -hmm. kind of through the API, we're able to, you know, uh, pull your data in, 
and present it to you in a way that you can take quick actions. You, know, you do bulk actions um, with an Excel-like uh, interface, uh, which helps you stay on top of your, your PPC management efforts. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the summary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds good. It's, it's good for, you know, somebody who's just starting out, at least they have, um, you know, something to start with. <laughs> okay, yeah, so tell yeah. us also about your mastermind. I thought that was very interesting. So you have a six week program that's entirely yes. free to attend, right? Yes. So tell us yeah. about that. Yeah, so we have uh, the six-week uh, mastermind program, and uh, you know we we started it uh, with like really small groups of ten to twenty people, uh, where we meet once a week, and we um, we get to hear. Uh, you know, other perspectives, like there's so many different strategies, right? And things are evolving. It's so dynamic. And so um, it's, you know, I'm trying to make it so I'm not the only one speaking. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, you know, involve other people and like, you know, share, you know, share your experience with this type of ad or share your um, learnings, you know, so we have lots of uh, uh, opportunities for people to interact with each other so that it's it's a live in-person kind of thing um, and we cover topics like uh, week one we cover uh, sponsored products week two sponsored brands uh, week three uh, gosh I can't remember <laughs> <laughs> there's like the whole curriculum so um, we cover like six different uh, weeks and six different topics which are uh, kind of broad in a sense but we go pretty deep like we go into the fundamentals we touch all aspects all important aspects of running those types of campaigns uh, so that people have enough to um, try before the next week and then the next week they come and present or you know just share anything that comes to mind um, so yeah it's kind of a lively group we've done it uh, three times already this is our fourth mastermind starting and we you know plan to continue um, you know offering these so what we also offer along with this mastermind is a free access to PPC ninja software Mm -hmm. uh, during that, during throughout the duration of um, the mastermind, you get access to the, so you have something, you know, um, because we'll be sharing examples from the software and uh, we'll maybe show you how to use it in, in context. Um, and um, the, um, yeah, and then at the end of it, they're free to continue or not. It's totally up to them. Uh, one thing to um, add, actually two things. Um, one thing to add is that we, uh, the, the API is not out yet for India. So if there's any uh, sellers that are only selling on um, in India, then the advertising API is not out yet. So our software doesn't have it uh, yet. It's because Amazon hasn't um, uh, released that yet. Uh, but all the other marketplaces like North America, Europe, Japan, Australia, um, they're all, you know, um, there. So your data will be pulled in and you can see it. And the, the beauty of the, you know, this, this um, using PPC Ninja software is that we don't make changes on your behalf. So nothing bad is going to happen. Like in the sense that you, if you're afraid that, you know, joining the PPC Ninja will affect whatever you're doing on Seller Central. No, it won't. Um, you can continue to make your changes on uh, Seller Central and can continue to run your PPC as before, but having access to the software can also give you um, analytics and smart um, you know operations that you can do if you choose to our software won't go and mess with anything on, on your end without you actually doing it so that's the other thing I wanted to mention okay yeah cool and then yeah. you also have a special offer for the Asian seller community 
I do, absolutely. <laughs> so um, the special offer is that even after, like once they're done with the mastermind with us, um, if they want to continue as paying subscribers, then we will give them an additional 50% off their first month. Um, and so if you want to claim that offer, just uh, email us at um, support at ppcninja.com. And in the subject line, uh, just write Asian 50. So that's going to give you the 50% off for the Asian seller podcast. Awesome. So yeah. approximately what is the price, um, like the subscription yep. fee for PPC Ninja and you know, what yep. exactly is included? Is it just the software or do people mm-hmm. also get some consultation or is that separate? Yeah, so it is um, an ASIN based model, which means that if you have under 20 ASINs, then the monthly fee is $49 US dollars. Um, And then we have three tiers. So depending on how many ASINs you have, the tiers are different. Um, The consultation is that basically we have a very uh, responsive support team. And, you know, if you have any questions, we're, you know, always there to answer them. Uh, But other than that, we don't really offer other than the mastermind, of course, the mastermind is a good way to ease your way into PPC Ninja and learn about it. If you like it, or if you don't, that's fine too, because you at least learned the concepts and then you can use it for other, um, you know, other, uh, other software. So um, yeah, that's, um, that's, and, and then the other thing we also offer is um, a lot of educational material. Like every week we publish a blog post, which is pretty um, detailed. Like we, we touch a lot of uh, tactics and strategy, things that are working. We share data. Uh, so that's, you know, the added advantage, which you can, of course, avail of even if you don't join PPC Ninja, that's um, there on our website. Okay, awesome. And for the mastermind, what time is it held? Because uh, is it because you're based in yeah, Can- North America, right? So. <laughs> Vancouver, Canada. But uh, yeah. what we've done in the past is that, you know, I've had to wake up at an unearthly hour <laughs> to support the participants. <laughs> Because, you know, the the first mastermind we did, we had like a whole gamut, like it was touching Europe, Australia, uh, and uh, Pacific Coast. And I was like waking up at 5 a.m. To, <laughs> to, but then we thought, hey, let's not do it this way. Let's separate by geography. So once people sign up, uh, I will group them according to uh, a decent time so that, you know, okay. uh, you know, it's not like they're going to be waking up in the middle of the night. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you, you, you might have to do two sessions a week or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. group, so, so, yeah. yeah. Just to, and just to make the numbers work out for me, because this is an in-person live, um, uh, you know, mastermind, uh, you know, I will need to wait until I have a certain uh, number um, in order to make it, pro- you know, worthwhile, worth my time. Okay. Um, so, which is why I'm really, uh, you know, trying to spread the word and see, how you know how I can get more people onboarded because uh, you know even if you like I said even if you don't go ahead with PPC Ninja this is like I think really great um, people have given feedback and said uh, they would pay a thousand dollars for this easily you know so in the end we're offering it free so this is your chance guys yeah absolutely <laughs> I mean even the strategy that you presented you know earlier that the blueprint I think that in itself is worth a lot because 
if somebody just starts out, you know, just goes into the dashboard and I've done it myself, right? That's what I'm saying. So yeah. <laughs> once you're there, you're totally lost. You're like, okay, what should I do yeah. here? But, you yeah, know, the yeah. step, the steps that you presented and the entire, like, you know, strategy, I think that's, that's definitely worth a lot. So mm-hmm. for the mastermind, would you suggest, I mean, is this for new sellers as well? So of course they have to be, you know, selling, but if somebody just has like one product, they've just started it's for them as well. Right. And advanced sellers too, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we've had agencies also join the mastermind. So uh, a few agencies joined and they, uh, because they run a lot of, you know, they, their uh, clientele is also kind of varied, you know, newbies and experienced sellers, but they're managing their accounts. So um, I think these topics are pretty generic and I wouldn't, um, you know, restrict uh, anyone. The only thing I want to say is that if you have, a little bit of experience with PPC, it would definitely help, you know, because otherwise mm-hmm. it'd be like, oh, this is beyond me. The timing is not right. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's good to have um, at least an idea of the very basics of PPC, like what is PPC? What, what is a sponsored product? If you're past that stage and if you can appreciate those things, um, then I think it will be super useful for you. Okay. Uh, generally, we have been asking uh, that people have, uh, you know, uh, touched PPC at least for six months, mm-hmm. uh, but I, but I don't know how you know if if your audience is like just getting into it or you know it it totally depends. Maybe they can just mention that in the questionnaire that we have for them, and we can combine them uh, with people who are similar. Okay, so if anybody is interested, then there is a yep. link that we will post in there the is. show notes on the website, so you can go to the asianseller dot com, and. Um, look for Ritu's interview over there and then go into the podcast section and you will be able to find the link. But otherwise the link over here is ppcninja.com forward slash PPC mastermind. That's the URL to go to, to sign up for the mastermind. Ritu also tell us about your management services. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we have, um, we actually have two models. Um, one is uh, done for you and one done with you. Um, and so, uh, you know, when we start uh, working with a new uh, client, um, we try to do the done uh, with you um, approach first so that we, there's a little bit of trust that's required, right? Before we completely take on somebody's account and start managing it. So, so we, this is for yeah. bigger sellers, right? Like six figure, seven figure sellers, not for newbies, just to clarify that? Uh, yeah, well, the done with, with you services, we've even had uh, people who are pretty new uh, take on our services for a, a very uh, limited kind of uh, goal that they want to achieve. So let's say they just want a PPC strategy, right? So that's a microservice on its own. Like we, we can totally do that for them. Uh, I mean, they do it, they do the work, but we, we do the consulting. Um, so it's like an hourly rate that we, you know, we can help them as well. Uh, for some of the larger sellers, we try to um, do uh, a PPC audit first to see what's, you know, where their account is at, if it needs to be, you know, completely revamped. I, we don't recommend that ever. <laughs> if there's a lot of problems with it, or if there is uh, incremental things that we can do to help them, um, you know, achieve uh, a higher, uh, you know, return on investment. So um, we typically start with a microservice, which is a short engagement uh, done with them, and we show them. Uh, 
our process so that they're familiar with it. And if they want at the end of that to take our recommendations and just run with it themselves, that's fine. But if they you know, want to hand it over to us, we can do that as well. So uh, once it's you know, a done for you service, which means we handle their account, uh, it tends to be um, for uh, up to 10 ASINs, we have a certain rate and um, you know, it, it can't be like thousands because we don't have the capacity for it. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's an ASIN based model. And so it's a one by one and it's totally uh, dependent on, uh, on their current uh, PPC level and status. Um, and we can give them a quote. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, Ritu, thank you so much for your time. It's been absolutely wonderful. Um, thank, thank you so you much for sharing so much, you know, giving yes. such a lot of insight and strategies. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. No, this is something that is really close to my heart. I'm so excited to talk about it. And I really appreciate you, Megla, for, you know, connecting so many people in the community and bringing people on. I really appreciate uh, this talk today with you. Thanks a lot, Ritu. All right. Thank you. Take care. See you later. Bye. Take care.